Yo, what is going on? So, finally started the podcast. Pretty excited, pretty nervous. We're going to see how it goes. Um, you know, I got my coffee here. I'm sitting at my desk. Got the basic iPhone mic here, so the video quality might not be the best, but hey, it's a start, right? Um, so I want to thank you for uh, tuning in and listening to this. I really appreciate it. Uh, really means a lot to me. So you know, I'm excited for this journey. We'll we'll continually get better. Just keep recording podcasts and see how it goes over time. And the first topic I wanted to talk about was don't overcomplicate this shit. I think this is a very important one because I think a lot of the times what happens is we tend to overcomplicate exactly what it takes to get in shape, right? So we try to look up what's the best method. We try to uh, research what's the most efficient method, how we can get the best results in the shortest amount of time. We look up to see if there's any type of supplements or any type of pills, powders, or potions that are going to help us achieve the results that we want. And what happens is we end up getting so focused on figuring out what's the best way to do things. And we focus on learning and planning things out that we never take action, right? So it's that whole uh, paralysis by analysis type of thing where we, you know, there's so many things that we know we need to do that it kind of paralyzes us mentally and we don't take any action at all, right? Rather than just starting doing something and um, kind of learning as you go. And same thing with this podcast, you know, I was actually thinking about before I made this, I was like, fuck, I need, um, yeah, sorry about the swearing. This will be um, a little bit of swearing on this podcast. Um, I'm going to try to keep it minimal, but that's just, you know, that's just who I am. Um, so when I was thinking about this podcast, I was like, shit, I don't have, you know, the best picture. I don't have the best audio yet. I don't really know like the best name for it, description, whatever. And I'm like, you know what? That's stuff I can figure out later because I know if I try to figure that out right now, I'm just going to keep wasting time. I'm going to keep pushing off and putting back the podcast, which I know I need to start. So I'm just going to record my first episode, say fuck it, and see how it goes. Um, so, and here we are. So basically, it's like I just said, don't overcomplicate this shit. Yes, there's things that work and there's things that can be a little bit more optimal. But the most important things are the principles of fat loss and getting in shape. You know, not even just fat loss, just to get in shape and stay in shape in general. And that's kind of what I'm going to go over with you in this podcast. So the first thing I want to talk about is probably the most important one, and that is consistency. Um, Another problem is trying to be too perfect. And I actually ran into this earlier on um, in my fitness journey and something that I struggled with where I was either all on or all off. And when I was all on, I was hitting my macros every single day, 
to the T. I would get my workout in no matter what. I would get my cardio in no matter what. And I would do this for a few months, get in extremely good shape, and then I would get burnt out and I would be off the wagon. And then I would work out maybe two times a week if I felt like it. I would maybe um, eat, I don't know, one healthy meal a day. And I would just say, screw it and just eat whatever I wanted and stop tracking. And I wouldn't do cardio and I wouldn't focus on these other healthier things because I wasn't quote unquote on at the time. I was off. And, you know, it, after a while, I noticed that um, each time I tried to get back on, it would get a little bit and a little bit harder. Um, because I almost like mentally I knew what to expect. I knew I was like, oh shit, like this isn't going to be sustainable. This is going to be hard. So for me, it was like, oh no, like for me, it wasn't sustainable. And that's a very important part to realize that consistency always wins over perfection, right? Because when we have that perfect mindset, the first time that something doesn't go as planned, which is going to happen because you're not going to be perfect, you think you fucked up and you either overcompensate by, let's say you overate one day or you didn't work out. Well, that next day, maybe then you fast or you crush a workout that is like three hours long and you do like three hours of cardio, which Obviously, for the vast majority of people, who the fuck wants to do three hours of cardio and go to the gym for three freaking hours? I don't know. Definitely not me. And I know a lot of my clients definitely uh, don't want to do that. So, um, you know, changing that mindset from perfection to consistency is probably, is for sure, the most important thing. And I've seen this with multiple clients, you know, where they think they messed up, they overate, um, they missed a workout. And then they, they get all down themselves, which is understandable, but it's just realizing that you don't need to be perfect. You just need to be 80 to 90% consistent to see some really, really good results. And if you think about it long term, over a lifespan, we're not trying to do this for, you know, a month, a week. Obviously, if you have uh, like a short term goal, like a wedding or uh, like a reunion or something. And that's a little bit of a different story, but no matter what, you know, it's a lifelong goal and, and not only do you want to get these roles, but you want to actually sustain them. So that's where consistency comes into play. So what 80 to 90% consistent would look like would be about like 26 out of 28, or I should say, if you have 30 days in a month, it would be like 26 to 28 days in that month, you are on track. So yeah, you have some leeway to take a rest day or to miss a workout or to eat over your calories or, or whatever, you know, um, because it's just what you do the majority of the time that really matters. That's really basically what it comes down to. So, you know, next time you overeat or you miss a workout, don't, don't sweat it or you go on vacation, just get right back on track. It, it really is simple as that. Like, like, um, my good friend, mentor, uh, Jordan Syatt, he always says, don't, or you can't fuck this up. And I love that because it's so true. Like you really can't fuck up unless you quit because you're always one meal, one workout, one walk, 
just one healthy habit away from just getting right back on track. Like once you realize that, it is so relieving that you can't fuck up that it just makes this whole process so much more enjoyable. And I, I can attest to that because um, I used to not be like that. Like I said, once I would go off, I'd stay off. And now like I realize like, oh shit, you know, like whenever I go off, it's like, all right, sweet, I'm right back on. And, and one thing too that I've noticed is you actually kind of look forward to going back on the more you do this. So let's say like you go on like a little mini vacation. So I'm going to Vegas in a few weeks. Um, and as and from the recording of this episode, and I know I'm going to drink a lot and eat a lot and probably feel like shit. But like one thing I've noticed is like you actually look forward to getting back on track because you know how it makes you feel. So the more you eat healthy, the more you work out, the more you stay active and you, you make these healthier habits, you're going to realize, holy shit, I know how I feel like that and I see the progress I'm making. Like I can't wait to get back on that. So it's this balance of having certain times where you go quote unquote off track and then, you know, cause it's life, you want to enjoy it. So social situations, events, whatever. Um, and then you actually realize like, okay, you know, like I, I want to get back on track. Like I, I actually like the way I feel. So number one is consistency. So that's the first and foremost. And then number two on basically don't overcomplicate this shit is calories. Um, the most important thing for your nutrition really does come down to calories because how much you eat is going to depend on whether you gain or lose weight. I know like it sounds simple, but that's just really because it is. Now, again, it doesn't mean it's easy, but it's really that simple, which is why I would recommend the first thing you do is you start tracking your calories. So if you never tracked before, track your calories for two weeks and get aware of exactly how much you're eating, okay? Like, I, I think you might be surprised at exactly how much you're eating. And keep track of your weight within those two weeks and see if it fluctuates, like how much it is. Keep track of your average calories for those two weeks. And then if you want to lose weight after those two weeks, decrease your calories, that average calories per day, by 250 to 500 to create a deficit. And then again, track your progress week to week, your average weight, and see if it goes down, um, you know, ideally one to two pounds on average a week. And then you can kind of adjust on that um, because like I said, calories really are the most important thing. And to kind of um, dig a little deeper in the calories, technically, could you just eat whatever you want? and lose weight. Yeah, absolutely. You could eat fucking Oreos and ice cream all day. I think there's actually a study done on this where I, I don't know the specific study name, um, but where a, a researcher, doctor, um, I, don't, I don't remember which one, but he basically ate ice cream. It was like an ice cream diet and like a protein. Uh, I think he had protein shakes with his ice cream, but it's basically like all ice cream and protein from what I remember. I could be wrong, but he that's all he ate for like a month or two months or however long it was and he lost weight um so it goes to show that yes absolutely you can eat whatever the fuck you want lose weight but is that smart fuck no that's not smart because how sustainable is that going to be and remember the whole consistency thing we need something that's sustainable and that you can do the rest of your life but the other note it goes to show that you can eat what 
you want still, like you can still include your favorite foods in addition to the healthier ones, which makes this sustainable and a little bit more enjoyable as long as you hit your calories and you can make progress doing that. Because again, it comes down to what you can do the rest of your life. And you're obviously going to want to be able to enjoy some of your favorite foods the rest of your life, obviously, because they taste delicious. You like them. There's going to be social situations. Maybe you have religious reasons for doing certain things. Whatever the case may be, you're going to want to include these foods in your life. And it's finding that balance and it takes some trial and error. But I think it's relieving a little bit, realizing that you don't have to eliminate foods um, that that are quote unquote um, not as healthy. It's just thinking more of like adding healthier foods in and eating more of those and then having the other uh, foods that you enjoy that are higher in calories and less nutritious, having that in moderation. Um, so yes, so calories matter the most. And um, going back to the point of eating food, you want to obviously eat majority whole foods. About 80% of your food should come from whole foods. So foods that are like high in fiber, um, your fruits, your vegetables, um, obviously your sources of protein and, um, you know, foods like that. You know, you don't want the majority of your calories coming from sugary drinks, from desserts, from processed foods, because those foods aren't going to fill you up as much. And obviously for your health, they don't have as many nutrients, so they're just not as healthy for you. So those are like the two uh, biggest reasons why food quality matters um, when talking about calories. All right, and we'll, we'll, we'll have a few more episodes for sure on that in the future in terms of like uh, what foods to eat, how to stay more full in a calorie deficit, and stuff like that. But um, just for the sake of this episode so we don't go too long, number two is calories. Okay. Third most important thing for don't overcomplicate this shit is protein. So why is protein important? Okay, one, protein is basically, think of it as like the building blocks of like your muscles, right? So it's going to help you retain and or build muscle depending on what your goals are. So if you're losing weight, if you're a beginner and you haven't really strength trained before, you can build muscle in a calorie deficit or even at maintenance. Um, but if you're not, protein is going to help you retain that muscle so that um, you you have you maintain your look um, of the, the tone look from the muscle. You maintain the increased metabolism, even though it's not as high as people think. Um, it you still burn a few more calories, and you just have healthier behavior uh, in general. So the protein is going to help you build and retain muscle. Um, you know, think of strength training as it's a two-part equation. So strength training essentially is part one, where you go in the gym, you break down the muscle. Um, you know, the muscle, like I just said, breaks down, and then the protein afterwards. Think about that as like the building blocks of your muscle. So like that muscle you just broke down in the gym, you're building it and stacking that muscle back up from eating protein. Um, so that's how the two-part equation goes. That's why protein is important for uh, the muscle side of things. And also, protein is very filling. Um, so like when you eat protein, especially, um, again, it depends on your goals, but if we're talking about fat loss here, it's going to help keep you a little bit more full. Like try eating freaking um, 
500 calories or let's just say like let's just say try eating like two chicken breasts right compared to like a slab of oreos right like you know like it's, it's gonna be freaking like hard to eat those two chicken breasts but like oreos i mean jesus i could eat a whole freaking box of those things and probably feel okay i mean the next day i probably won't feel that good but probably feel okay after eating it but two chicken breasts holy shit like that would be very challenging and that would be very filling for me so protein's like very filling um so it definitely helps keep you full in a deficit and also with protein you are going to burn a little bit more calories while digesting it again it's not that much but i guess it can add up over time um compared to carbs and fats so that is something to consider that you do burn a little bit more calories. It takes your body a little bit more energy to actually digest and process the protein compared to carbs and fats. So that is a little bit of a plus, but mainly uh, keeping you full and obviously being essential for building and retaining muscle is the two most important things for protein. All right, four, strength training or just lifting weights. Um, Again, just it, it, it can just be two to three days a week or two to four days a week. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. You can go in the gym for 30 to 60 minutes, get a really good lifting session in, um, focus on some of the main compound movements and um, progressive overload. So basically go into the gym, focus on like the main movements, like your squats, your deadlifts. So squatting up and down, like sitting up and down from a chair, deadlifts, picking things up from the ground, uh, your presses, um, so pushing things away from you, your rows, pulling things towards you, um, you know, your carries, just like carrying groceries or um, suitcases, you know, if you're going somewhere, um, your single leg movements, like your lunges, because single leg movements definitely are super important for, you know, balance, coordination, um, strength, um, and, and just stability in general. Uh, so you definitely want to include some single leg movements. And focusing on, on those movements is going to give you the, me- the best bang for your buck in terms of strength, uh, muscle building at the beginning, and just overall quality of movement in your everyday life. It's just going to carry over into everyday life. And and really, like, like I said, like that's really it. I, it sounds really simple, but you don't need if you don't want to add anything else into that you could just do those six basic movements and do some variations of them so maybe one week you could do a um like a a split squat where you just stay in place next week maybe you do like a reverse lunge the week after that maybe you do like a walking lunge um if you get bored or you know usually the way i program for my clients is we will switch it up at four every four to eight weeks depending on their progress and their preference. You know, I have some clients who love to um, stick with the same program for longer because they're just not big on change. And they like to uh, stick with the same thing for a little while. And then I also have other clients who love variation, who love change. So we'll kind of stick with the same movements, but just a little bit of different movement patterns. And again, it depends on somebody's goal. But the main thing is just sticking to the basic movement patterns over time, progressing them some way so improving your form 
lifting more weight, more reps, doing a little bit more sets, more range of motion, different time under tension. So maybe instead of doing like a actual like straight rep where you maybe do like a two second eccentric on the way down and a one second concentric on the way up, maybe you do like a one and a half rep where you go down all the way, you come up halfway, go down all the way again, and then come up fully. So that would technically be one rep, it's one and a half rep. Um, you can do like a cluster set where um, if you're lifting heavy, for example, on a deadlift, so if, instead of doing like five reps back to back to back to back to back, you do uh, maybe six reps, but you do like 12 reps or 12, oh my gosh, yeah, don't do 12 reps. <laughs> you do two reps, you rest 10 to 15 seconds, you do two reps again, rest 10 to 15 seconds, then you do two reps again, rather than just doing those six reps back to back to back, you you rest a little bit. That way you can lift a little bit more weight um, and work on your technique and stuff. Um, so there's different ways, as you could see, there's a bunch of different ways. You could do like single uh, arm and leg exercises, like so like a single arm overhead press. Um, you can do like a pause at the bottom, a pause at the top. Um, you could do like a constant tension move where you're not resting at all. Um, it, it, there's so many ways to there's so many different variables and different ways you can manipulate this that like you can always do something different and make progress in some way. So long story short, strength training is number four. Don't overcomplicate this shit. Just basically get in the gym, lift some heavy weight. Um, if you're new to the gym, hire a personal trainer in person so they can actually help you learn the movements uh, properly and safely so that you're working the right muscles and you're not going to get hurt. And then, um, you know, they can actually show you some good exercises. And then, you know, if you want to include some extra cable work, uh, some machines, then go for that too. But, you know, there's no right or wrong answer. I just personally, for my clients, I, and, and myself, I feel like free weights work best for the majority of the time. But if you want to include some machines, then absolutely include some machines. I just personally feel like free weights to be the majority of your workouts because they, like I said, they carry more over into everyday life. Um, you can lift a little bit more weight. You're using more muscles um, to help stabilize yourself while using free weights. Um, you don't have to, you can manipulate your form based off your body and your um, preferences with free weights because you, you have all that free range of motion, right? You can move your arms, your legs in any way that feels comfortable to you. When a machine, you kind of have to fit into the machine. Um, so nothing against machines at all. It's just I, would, I prefer programming majority free weights for most people. Um, so that's number four. Again, number five, don't, don't overcomplicate this shit, is staying active. This one is honestly pretty underrated, and it's something that I kind of took for granted earlier on. Um, really, over the last two years, I really started paying more attention to this. And like with my clients, what we do is we typically have a step goal that they hit per day. And I found that focusing on a step goal just helps people become more aware and more conscious of staying active throughout the day. And it's kind of fun too, like. Not only does it help you move more and focus on moving more throughout the day, which is super beneficial for your health in general, um, 
but it's kind of fun. Like if you have a step goal, you're like, oh shit, like how many days I have my step goal this week? Or like, oh, I have to get a thousand more steps. I got to go do something. So it's kind of fun too. Um, and it doesn't even have to just be steps. Anything counts for steps. Like if you love cardio, freaking do cardio on your off days or a few days a week. Like if you love to run, like for me, I used to run because um, I thought it burnt calories. And then I, I learned how fucking little calories it actually burns and how stupid it is for burning calories. But cardio is great for your health and two like running now for me is like a form of like decompression like it's a great way to de-stress for me like I, I love to go on a run some days just to clear my mind listen to an audiobook podcast music and that's why I run now and then like afterwards I feel amazing and I just know how good it is for my heart um and I I don't you know run too often though because it's a lot of uh it could be a lot of stress on your joints um, especially with my running form, it's not the best. And I know if I run too much, I'm going to have fucked up knees um, and ankles and such. And then my hips as well. So uh, I keep it very basic, maybe like a mile or if I'm feeling really ambitious, like two miles. But um, I don't use it for the same reasons as before. But sorry, we're going to find a little tangent. <laughs> but like, like I said, staying active, whether that's cardio, um, maybe you like to hike. Hiking is amazing. I have a few clients who love to hike and I've been telling them like I need to hike this summer because they swear by it all of them love it by me I have a few uh, places that are really known for uh, trails and hiking and I definitely need to take them up on that Um, but that's another great thing of uh, cardio or cardio staying active um, gardening um, just cleaning the house just things that get you moving like if if you work a desk job maybe getting a standing desk or every hour getting up and walking around the office or going to the bathroom or very underrated. How about you actually take the stairs instead of the elevator? Holy shit. Talk about very underrated and a great way to get some exercise in during the day. That is like insane. You're working your legs out. Um, It's a little bit more intense than just walking. So you're getting your heart rate up a little bit. So take the fucking stairs instead of the elevator. That's a great way. Uh, Parking really far away from the grocery store. Like I know now when I go to the grocery store or any store, I purposely park super far away just so I have to walk farther. Now, I live in Ohio, so during the winter times, it fucking sucks. And it can be brutal, but um, sometimes you got to do things you just got to do, even though they're not fun. And during the summer, it's fucking awesome. So park farther away. Just find ways to get be more active throughout the day it can literally be anything and and it really does add up it's pretty fucking crazy um okay lastly on the do not overcomplicate this shit first bob Hoover fitness podcast name might change we'll kind of just see how it goes and go with the flow the last thing on the list is your sleep and this is something that i've definitely like totally um take it for granted especially over the years and recently i've i've really focused on this and my goodness has my um quality of life improved after this uh for years uh i grew up with the mentality with my parents um of sleep is kind of for the week right um my dad worked really early morning jobs he never really got much sleep and i thought that was the normal thing um I thought normal was getting like three or five hours of sleep. And like, if you slept a lot, you were lazy. And, you know, like that was a normal thing you had to, if you wanted to work hard and get to your, where you wanted to be, 
you had to not get any sleep. Well, after we've come before I came a trainer, I, I worked early morning job. Um, I, I worked with with my dad. He owns his own business, and um, we'd have to start in the mornings, like four o'clock in the morning, and I would average like three hours of sleep a night. And my goodness, how fucking stupid not getting any sleep really is. Looking back now, I realized how miserable I was. Um, I had a lot more anxiety, um, suffered from a lot more uh, negative thoughts and depression. Um, I was always in an irritable mood. I was not a fun person to be around. I'll be the first one to admit that. And it was a lot of it was because I was getting no fucking sleep. And I would come home. I'd be miserable, like I said. I'd have no energy to do anything. Um, and it got to the point one time where I guess she got really, really sick. Um, I was I was getting no sleep. I was working out. I was on a diet. So this is all this stress just compounding and and collecting on top of each other. And it just added up to where I got bronchitis, strep throat, and a sinus infection all at one time. Probably the sickest I've ever been. And I think it was all because of like this stuff adding up. So, you know, I would, I would come home, try to take a nap, and I just was in a funk. And man, like not getting sleep is not fun. And um, so long story short, now I average about seven to nine hours of sleep a night, have way more energy, way better mood. Um, and, and that's just like the mental side of things, but it, it's a game changer. And then obviously... Um, on the fat loss, side, fat loss side of things, um, hormonally, uh, your hormones are going to improve, getting more sleep. Um, you're going to have way less food cravings from getting more sleep. Research has shown that. Um, you can actually probably burn a little bit more calories throughout the day um, just by being a little bit more active, um, by getting more sleep. And um, yeah, it, it's pretty amazing. Then muscle building. Um, getting enough sleep to build muscle so because your body has certain hormones that elevate during sleep for building muscle. Um, so the more you sleep, obviously, the better your muscle is going to be. And, you know, in addition to that, you'll have more energy to work out during the day and more sleep equals more recovery. So it all adds up. So get your fucking sleep. It's not for the week. I like to always say sleep isn't for the week. Not getting sleep makes you weak. All right. The first episode is done. Um, I think I covered everything I wanted to. I'm happy I got this recorded. Thank you so much for listening. I really, really appreciate it. Um, if you like this episode, let me know. Um, leave a good rating. I really appreciate it. If you didn't, also let me know. Let me know how I can improve because I'm always looking to improve um, if I can. Uh, so thanks again. I really appreciate it. Um, any questions? let me know and I will talk to you guys next time. Peace.